This is Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at the Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. I'd like to read you a quote by Clarence Francis, former chairman of the board of General Foods. You have to earn engagement. You can buy a person's time. You can buy his physical presence in a given place. You can even buy a measured number of skilled muscular motions per hour, but you cannot buy enthusiasm. You cannot buy loyalty. You cannot buy the devotion of hearts, minds, and souls. You have to earn those things. It's a little bit like growing up when your parents might have said, you have to respect me. And I remember as a rebellious young teenager thinking, well, what about you respecting me? That didn't go over very well, Uh, probably because it was not really a democracy. It was more of an authoritarian household. But take the children out of the household, take the parents out of the household. Let's go to the real adult world. And honestly, we're looking at people voluntarily choosing to work in certain roles. Yes, while they may be working there because they need the money, they of course have to pay rent and a mortgage and groceries and have a car or some mode of transportation, buy food. If they have children, then they have all those expenses. And they get to choose where they work. Even for some of those souls who say, I have to work here or I have to do this. Honestly, it's all a choice. And if we employers, leaders, managers, executives, really understand that, that the people who work in our companies, who are on our teams, are all there voluntarily, We're not forcing them to be there. Doesn't that change a bit the way we might lead, manage, direct? You cannot buy loyalty. You have to earn engagement. We're talking about the difference between obligatory versus discretionary effort. The often cited Gallup statistic about engagement where 68% of employees are either not engaged or are actively not engaged, which is only leaving about 32% of employees who are engaged, means that those 32% who are engaged, they are applying discretionary effort. That means they are choosing to do what they do. Of course, the environment, the culture, the values, all of that plays a part. But what it comes down to is the employees choose. If you have a more engaged employee, then that means that that employee is applying discretionary effort to do the things that he or she does. That means that employee is something like two and a half times more likely to work unpaid overtime 
to get the job done is more likely to recommend this organization to a friend or family member who's looking for employment. They are more willing to get the job done because they feel connected versus that obligatory, you must do this. That authoritarian, dictatorial kind of leadership, but I put leadership in quotation marks because it's not really leadership. It's just saying you will do this because I said so. Going back to the whole parent-child relationship, doesn't that sound like what a maybe not quite enlightened parent might say? Do this because I said so. Why? There's no buy-in. So whether you're a parent or a CEO or somewhere in between, aren't you going to get better results if you get more buy-in? That's what the obligatory versus discretionary effort is all about. And there are three ways that you can engender your employees and your staff to be more likely to offer that discretionary effort. Because there's three needs that must be met. One, autonomy. Two, competence. Three, relatedness. So let's break those down. Autonomy means they are empowered to do their job, to fulfill their role, to move forward on tasks. If they are micromanaged every step of the way and told, no, do it this way, do it that way, oh wait, you did that wrong, or even before they can even take a step, they're told this is exactly how you do that, that is not going to engender that discretionary effort. Why should they bother? Why should they bother doing anything if they just know they're going to get shut down probably immediately upon trying to take that action step? Why should they bother? The second one, competence. Allow them the bandwidth to spread their wings, so to speak, and feel competent. If you don't give them enough room, they'll never feel competent. If you're always telling them how to do it, then it's really about you. You're the competent one because you've told them how to do it. You've told them the step by step by step by step. What if you let them see what they could find out, what they can do, how they could make this work? You might find that they find a solution that actually works better than your particular solution because you've allowed them this wider circle in order to feel out their competence and build that competence. What if you also allowed them to develop their competence either by giving them time to work on it, work on certain areas, take classes. What if you actually offered those classes? So not just gave them the time to do it and 
explained how important it is, but also said, ah, and here are some opportunities we can put in front of you. Think about it. A lot of industries have CEU requirements, continuing education units, because there's that idea that we should always be sharpening the saw. We should always be evolving, adapting, developing. Do you actually give that width to your staff and employees in order for them to develop that competence? And then when you recognize that they are competent, whether that's because they're doing things in the proper procedure and process, and or they have come up with new innovative ways to do that procedure or process, do you recognize that? The third is relatedness. Can they connect what they're doing, this task or this goal, this objective, to their day-to-day to-do list? Can they relate to other people on the team and in the organization? Do you foster you as the executive, the leader, the owner, the president, the CEO? Do you establish that culture of teamwork and that understanding that every single person, every single position, every single role is of vital importance? Do they understand that? So to recap, The three needs that trigger that discretionary effort are autonomy, competence, and relatedness. What are you doing in your organization, in your company, to foster each of those three things? If you haven't already, I invite you to download our free report. It's called The Top 5 Reasons Why Your Employees Are Not Engaged at Work. Now, four of those five things are things you can do something about. One of them, not necessarily, although you could create an environment and a culture to foster a little bit more ease in that one area. But the other four, you can do something about. And remember, something like 65 to 75% of employee turnover is voluntary, which means they choose to leave. Remember what I said at the beginning. While some people may say, I have to work or I have to have this job or I can't quit this job, they truly are there by choice. And if another position that seems better came along, 80-some percent of the workforce is looking at the possibility of taking that ostensibly better position. So what can you do to earn their engagement? If you're interested in learning more about the report, go to www.theshulergroupllc.com and you'll see in the top navigation a link to why your employees are not engaged. Download our report see what interesting information you glean from it, 
and what you can then implement in your own organization to earn their engagement. Until next time, may you thrive.